There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode six of season five of The Magicians. <laughs> oh my god. So this is the second half of our two-parter. Right. And uh, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> Groundhog Day from hell. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love the fact that so much Elliot. Yes. And uh, I know I am not alone in saying, thank God it wasn't the monster. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I don't know about you, but I was just like, oh, okay. Big sigh of relief. And I was like, wait, Charlton? What? Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. No. I love the way it happened. So why don't you take us into our awesome episode six? All right. Episode six. Oops, I did it again. Margo and Elliot have a bad day. Elliot has a bad day. Elliot has a real bad day. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of nervous with some of it, though. Like, when they started partying, like, I thought he was going to really do a horrible slot. Right. Oh, yeah. It was not looking good there for Elliot. No. Towards the end, that's for sure. But we start as pieces in towards Earth, and the press reports that the president is telling everyone to stay calm as they will fix the moon. Is the yeah, president right. a magician? Yeah, I don't think so, unless it's uh, <laughs> Irene McAllister. Maybe the president is a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Margot tells Elliot that she has a bad feeling about this, and Elle tells her they will fix it, and they will review their safe words. Which I was like, okay, throw away until the end. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. It's like, oh, okay, okay. That was great. Like, yep. Oh, let's throw this in. Okay. So Penny reports that pieces will begin hitting the earth by 10 p.m. So they have 12 hours to fix this. And he sets the timer on his phone. And this whole time, Josh is doing what Josh does best. Yeah, baking. Making us a hell of a lot of food. It's like, oh, end of the world spread, apparently. Yep. And Julia tells Alice not to give up. And we see a bedraggled Katie coming in, telling everyone that it is the literal end of the world as there is mass panic on the street. I'm not really surprised. No, not at all. And she mentions Richard's reverse entropy bow, and that she has reworked the spell. Well, Alice looks at it, and they need more power, but we have a surge occurring in 12 hours, and they have the worldwide hedges at the ready. That's cutting it a little close. Why do we keep cutting everything so close? Exactly. Now, Julia checks with Katie to make sure they're good, and Katie agrees, and you see them do the pinky thing and give each other a hug, so it's nice to see them back to being best bitches. <laughs> and we jump to five minutes to impact, and 
The gang spends a special moment with each other. I thought until... that was sweet. Oh, absolutely. And Margo like kisses Josh, and I think Josh was a little surprised. Yes, he was, and it was nice to see Elliot grab Alice's hand. Oh, and they share like the look, like okay, right. I'm glad we did what we did. Yep, and they feel a surge, so they start casting. And did anybody else freak out with the next the next moment? Oh yeah, because <laughs> Julia goes to the window to see if it worked, and we see. Pieces of the moon crashing into Earth. I was like, wait a second, what? Yeah. (laughs) What just happened? Right. And then we get the kitchen timer ding, and we're back to where Penny reports there's a 12 hours to impact. Well, let's do the time loop again. (laughs) And Margot and Elliot look at each other, and Elliot (laughs) pinches her. He pinches her. He doesn't pinch himself. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, it's not a dream. It's like, what? Maybe pinch yourself and check. Of course, Margot asks the group if they tried this yesterday, and it appears only Elliot and Margot are experiencing Groundhog Day. Well, of course, it's only them. But why? That's a really good question. And when we find the answer, you go, oh, I could have had a V8. Well, of course. Right. I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Margot suggests Anola's oxygen saver. But that will require Penny to travel to the moon. Oh, hell no. Penny objects, but finally agrees. But it doesn't end well for (laughs) Penny or anyone else. Oh, my God. Okay, I shouldn't laugh because that was kind of a horrible thing. But when that goes down and then Alice just faints, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) But when they're doing this, and I know I'm not the only one, why weren't we trying to find the other travelers? Right. I mean, yeah, they're newbies, but they can still do it with Penny's guidance. Yep, absolutely. I was mad. Yeah. And the next go around, they try moving the earth. No luck there. Next time around, Margot suggests a spell that will hold the pieces in suspension, but it takes a lot of sphincter magic. Yeah, I love Mm. that. I'm sure everyone knows that, right? And they're looking at her like, what (laughs) are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, I can see. The whole group sitting there clenching their butt cheeks to try to do it. <laughs> Next time around. Ding. Uh, yeah, ding. L ask if they can make the earth really big. Nope, no luck. Ding. Margo and L don't agree on the number of loops, but they decide they need to stop Marina. Well, yeah, that would help. Now, Penny mentions his whoremancer friend, but he killed the guy's mom, so he probably won't talk to her. I totally forgot about that guy, too. Yeah. And so Margot and Elliot visit the Hormancer and offer up Penny, but the guy doesn't want vengeance. Now, he is able to determine that there is a lot of temporal permanence particles all over them, which triggers the memory of the Jane Chatwin spray. Duh. <laughs> now, he thinks he can send them back 48 hours, but all of his devices don't work, and he tells them something powerful and ancient has time magic locked up and i'm like what does this mean right exactly yeah i was thinking oh god we're gonna see another god (laughs) yeah exactly that's what i was thinking but then when they end up trying to even open the clock to be like screw it we're going to fillery right oh snap this is like for real now guys yeah so of course because the portal's blocked Elliot decides it's time to party, 
which might allow them to think of something they haven't thought of yet. And L hears knocking in his name. And when he asked Margot if she heard something, she didn't. I was really hoping he was still really tired or something. Right. And you got to figure that he's got to be. They just got done with five days. And do you really think they slept that night? Right. No, with the moon broken? Hell no, they didn't sleep. So <laughs> poor Elliot is just zombified. So they go to the physical kid's house and Elle convinces everyone to die as a legend. So heavy drinking and a pillow fight ensues. Ding, token party time. <laughs> I Elliot actually hears- really like that one. Yeah, L hears his name again and Margot had an idea but forgot it. You go, you guys are way too wasted. Right. And we go, ding, and Elliot finds Margot kissing someone she thinks is Rahit, but it's actually Todd. Oh, my God. Oh, that could be bad. Uh, Why are you there still? (laughs) Yeah. So, Elle tells her he needs something stronger, but Margot needs a break, especially after Elle tells her what she's done to Todd three times. (laughs) (laughs) And this is great because when we get to the end, yes. I was dying. Oh, Especially oh. when you see her like, oh, yes, like yes. scurry away. Amazing. <laughs> I thought she was going to fall on those heels. Like the way she's like, and trying yeah. to do something. <laughs> yeah, and every woman knows like when you've done that, like hurry up and stop motion. Right. <laughs> yeah. And on tile floor, get it, girl. <laughs> Yeah, so L hears his name again and turns to see Let Me Out on the Wall. I and was tells, freaking out. Yeah, because that looked like blood to me, and he tells it it's never going to happen. Ding, L sits on the stairs at the physical kid's house when Margo comes up with the lead, something about Dolphin Boy. Yeah, I love oh, it. He's right. like, what? And then yeah. he like goes all, my brain is the Ouroboros, the snake right. trying to eat its tail, which is another snake trying to eat its tail. It's like, what? <laughs> How much did you smoke, dude? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you better sit this one out. Right. And we go ding back on the floor and L tells Margot he thinks the monster is still inside him, but Margot assures him it's not. He just has to face his feelings. Well, L thinks she doesn't believe him, and Margot tells him she loves him even when he's nuts. Now, she leaves him there to follow up on a lead, and L sees a large box with a heart on it. I know. What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Charlton. <laughs> and we go ding, and oh, crap, Margot's no longer in the time loop. What This the hell? can't be good. No. We see L checking out a counseling group outside, but it doesn't help. So he goes back to the apartment. He looks in a mirror and says, bring it on. Josh asks L if he's all right. And Josh tells him he isn't all right either. I thought this was great because we haven't really seen Josh and Elliot together. Right. Do anything. Right. When they go to Josh's bucket list place, because he, <laughs> he tells them everything and it I'm going to have to say, this was so stupidly coincidental and funny because my husband was like, hey, I think this place is opening a taco and Polish place by us. They might have pierogies. And I'm like, pierogies, tacos do not go together. No. I've learned that in the magicians. <laughs> I'm 
I'm like, wait, there's really a place opening that out here? It just, I thought it was hilarious. He didn't get why I was laughing so hard. Right. (laughs) But I liked it because, yeah, you needed a different perspective. And it's like, okay, Margot's always the one that you're with. Alice is like super smart, but she sometimes can't see past the knowledge. Right. And just being able to talk to Josh and get like a whole different idea of stuff. I thought that was amazing that they finally, finally did that. And when this was going on, though, I also had the question of where the hell is Zelda? Right. Exactly. Because she was nowhere to be seen in the episode. And it's like, she was right there. What the hell happened? (laughs) Now, Josh tells Elliot that he's jealous that Elle gets to be the hero and suggests he faces the thing he fears most. Well, I don't know about that. Right. Now, Elle asks why he isn't afraid to die. And Josh tells him that he knows Elle will fix it. Ding! L hears the knocking and turns around to see a door. This time he opens it and there's a really bright light and then Charlton walks out of the box. I held my breath. I don't know about yeah. anybody else. <laughs> oh yeah. And Charlton tells L that by breaking his brain gave him the opportunity to contact him. <laughs> so Moonbrain kind of gave Charlton the opportunity to contact him, but damn, he should have done it in a better way. <laughs> right. I love it. He's like, the whispering that I was trying to be polite. The red paint, because it looked like blood. Oh, well, in hindsight. Like, oh, my God. And I'm sorry, but I thought Charlton was there. Because especially when he's like, oh, the smells, the smells. I forgot about smells. And I'm like, how did he get Charlton through? Was it something with the magic with the surge? I didn't understand until he's like, oh, well, you're here, but you're not really here. You're just in right. a different part of my con now. It's like. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Out of the safe house and into the rest of my brain. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, at least it's not the monster. I think. Yes. I don't know. I'm still a little. Right. Like, hmm, right. Never if? know. Yeah. And of course, they discuss the situation and Charlton thinks Margot got too close to the solution. And that's why she got booted from the loop. Makes sense. Yep. And Elle remembers that Margot was going to Fisher Beach, so off they go. Elle finds a cable coming out of the water and into a lifeguard shack. I love it. That is that normal? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. They go in and find a TV. Hmm, maybe. But Elle turns it on and sees whales. Okay. Now, you know, being a big Douglas Adams fan... All I'm thinking of, where's the dolphins? And are we going to get so long? And thanks for all the fish. <laughs> they want to know the nature of his query, and L tells them about the time loop. They are aware of the disturbance, and when asked about Margot, they tell him that they washed away her temporal immunity because she wasn't a nice person. <laughs> they were not real happy to have to deal with her. Elle apologizes for her behavior and discovers the whales are responsible for the time loop. Well, kind of. No, they are responsible. I thought they made, well, it was the deal that was made long ago. So that's right. why I said it's kind of them. Because when they, oh my gosh, the reporter was talking about how everything is out of control, but the tides are staying normal. I'm like, wait a second. Like I heard it and I knew that wasn't right. Right. Yes. That should have been the first thing. That right. And it it was one of those things, like, it didn't click 100%. Right. And then now it makes sense, because they made the deal with the ancient gods to keep 
doing sigils all over the ocean floor because, and I love this. <laughs> yes, to keep the Kraken at bay. What? <laughs> we can release the Kraken! Yeah. Yes, I totally Josh in that moment. <laughs> because if it ever woke up, it would consume the world, and that they started the time loop because the moon pieces striking the earth damage their sigils allowing the kraken to rise well l asks if they can fix the moon but they refuse because they have to maintain their sigils and in the communication ding charlton assures l he isn't alone so l asks alice what she knows about whales okay alice it didn't seem like that was real pertinent information but maybe that's what kind of swayed them later Oh, yeah, because it definitely got the group thinking, and Julia discovers that every time the Kraken awakens, time is reset by 12 hours. Of course, Katie says, hey, if we can wake the Kraken early, they would have a chance. Now, of course, Margot wants to kill the whales, but <laughs> Elle likes the idea of trying to release the Kraken early. And, of course, Penny informs them they're out of time, and they all hope Elle will succeed. Ding! Elle and Charlton go back to the lifeguard station, and the whales are none too happy to see him. Yeah, he they're kind them, of being snot. Oh, yeah. He tells them that the only way to fix all of this is to release the Kraken early, and of course, they end the communication. It's like, psh, nope. <laughs> yeah. So Elle goes out to the beach and yells that they know he's right, and they will miss mating season in the fall, which <laughs> he immediately apologizes for saying. Oh, that was hilarious. Because <laughs> yes. Charlton, oh, no, a little too personal. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now we see the water start bubbling, and you go, uh-oh. And no, it's a guy with a scuba gear who uh, comes uh, out of the water. Are you, are you the Kraken? What? <laughs> oh. I'm like, that was a little anticlimactic. Yeah, but then the Kraken does rise and attacks Al. He's like, whoa, okay. And we go ding again, but this time we're where Julia was recapping the plan for the party and L says, holy shit, it worked. I couldn't believe that. I was like, yes! Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, does this explain why at that moment he was kind of staring off like a little differently? Oh, yeah. And... Since it's a time loop and he went back, does he still have moon brain? That's what I was like. I wonder if they can explain that part exactly. Right. Yeah. He did not look anywhere near as wiped out as he did originally. That's for sure. Right. Now, of course, L stops Margo's after the others head off. And instead of having their normal conversation, he uses the safe word credenza. And he tells her there's a slight change of plan. Now we jump ahead to where Marina enters the room, but this time Elliot is there in binds with Julia and Alice. Now, of course, Elle distracts Marina by telling her that he's met more people than she has. <laughs> nice back and forth between them two, which allows Margot to sneak in and knock Marina straight I out. It. Just like, wham. Yeah, fist. <laughs> no magic necessary. No. Uppercut, just put her out and of course katie points her hands at the guy and he runs off while Margot breaks the binds and they all start cast and as the moon rock gets smaller they look up and see the moon moving away yay they did it at least marina isn't trying to screw some stuff up yeah so we go back to the apartment where josh is 
getting pizza out of the oven, and most of the group is celebrating. <laughs> Love Alice twirling around in the chair with the beard in her hand. Right. Elsie's Margot and Charlton out on the balcony and joins them. Charlton disappears. I'm sure he should. Margot asks if he wants a drink, and he tells her, Nah, I sure don't feel like a drink right now. And, of course, Margot wonders if the time loops have done a number on him. And he tells her that he remembers the monster, and it was bad and bloody, and those memories are right there. I think that's showing a lot of personal growth for him. Oh, yeah. To Just to admit that. Yeah. And Margot doesn't get why he thinks he has to do this alone, and that it's been the same for her. Yeah, she's got some making up to do to a couple people. <laughs> Uh, he tells her that when she was taken out of the time loop, he was absolutely miserable. Yeah, that was an understatement. And the other thing that he learned in the time loops was that she's not what she used to be. She's evolved and is more of her true self. And I didn't know if he was saying that like a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I mean, she's really not Margot the Destroyer anymore. Oh, okay. And he needs to catch up with her, and she tells him to do it for himself, and they hug. And then, of course, Elle brings up the Todd thing, and Margot tells him that she didn't do it. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> and that's when we have that awesome moment happen after. It's great. Yes, because we kind of see the next morning, I guess, and Julia's cleaning up when somebody starts panically knocking on the door. And it's Todd telling her he needs her help. Tells her about Pigman coming to him about a quest. Oh, my God. She was pissed. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. He came to you? <laughs> yeah. Julia bristles and tells Todd that they have fixed it, but Todd doesn't think so. It's not the end of the world. It's the end of Fillory. And, of course, we see as Julia's sitting on the back of the couch or leaning against the back of the couch, you see down the hallway. And Todd's right in front of her, and you see Marco come out a door and just have a conniption when she sees Todd. Just panics. That was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Oh, it was. And they, it was just far enough away you could still see her reaction, and oh, that was so priceless. <laughs> I, I still see it, so I think it's hilarious. It's like in yes. my head forever. Yep. And we hear Julia say, we aren't done yet. <laughs> I know, and it's like, oh, geez. Yeah. I kind of felt bad because they're like, all right, we did this. But I'm thinking, all right, only halfway through the season, though. Right. And I don't know why it didn't occur to them that Julia, I guess when she told Fogg about the apocalypse, she didn't really clarify that it was in Fillory. And so everybody just started to assume that it was the Earth that was about to have an apocalypse but well it was but yeah it ended up that way but first report was fillory is in for an apocalypse so hmm. so now i'm wondering what is happening over there when they move the earth did it screw up with fillory right and at this point you know what if everything was bad and apocalyptic maybe the time dwarf just needs to take them back in time and be done with it yep could be now, of course, it's going to be interesting to see if they are able to actually be honest with DK and tell him what's going on, or if they're just going to try to do everything behind the scenes and just 
hope that they can make it work. Uh, I don't know. Yes, I think Elliot will push to tell DK, but I'm not sure the rest of the group will go along with it. I don't trust him, so <laughs> I don't think Elliot should tell him anything, because right. whatever's happening is probably because of him. That's a very strong possibility. So, yeah, I'm not trusting him. But could this be the end of Fillory as we know it? <laughs> What did that Traveler Chatwin do? That's what I'm thinking. Right. So, all this and more on the next Magician. (laughs) (laughs) My best cheesy 80s announcer there. Right. Well, what do you guys think? Because obviously you know how we feel about it. I loved it. And I can't wait to see what the heck is happening in the second half of the season. Yes. So let us know. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com and give us your thoughts or your questions or all of them in your tinfoil hat theories and we'll gladly read them on air. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends about this show. You know you want them to watch it so that you can like talk about all the craziness that's happening and of course... We hope you're enjoying our podcast. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And of course, you can head over to www.fangirlzone.com and check out everything we have over there. We are slowly reworking both the website and the podcast format. You're going to see us where you can just download which sci-fi shows you want instead of just all of our sci-fi talk. But we hope you follow all of them anyway. Right. For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. Obviously, the moon is a wily cunt who doesn't want to die. And until next time.